This episode of the Quest for Quality podcast is brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. To receive a special discount code for 15% off of your first order, email tim at inboundpodcasting.com. Welcome to the Quest for Quality podcast with keynote speaker, Joe Higgins. In terms of Quest for Quality, this is really about living a quality life, having a quality career. If you always aim for quality in your life, you will almost always find success at some point in the longer term. For decades, Joe has shared his quest for quality message with thousands of business professionals across the country. Some of you may know our keynote speaker. I would tell you he's a legend in the industry and it's great to see him back with us. I've had the privilege and honor introducing some very famous speakers to you. They were all great speakers and showed you how a winning attitude brings success. But our next speaker is even better. Joe Higgins has walked in our shoes. Joe's the only speaker in our history that we've invited to talk to us two years in a row. The Quest for Quality podcast presents a universal message under the umbrella of four areas of Joe's unprecedented experience and expertise. Leadership. Building healthy teams. Customer service. Understanding the American economy. I'm trying to let people get that message that it's taken me you know, 40 years to learn. I've had a lot of experience. I've gone through major levels of, of an organization, have trained and worked with and supervised thousands of people over my career and created leaders at, at the Whirlpool Corporation today that are running the company. So hopefully what I bring here in this thing is allowing people to live a better life and a better quality of life. Welcome back to Quest for Quality with Joe Higgins. Tim here, and we are in the middle of a series on leadership. It's been a great series. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to all of the episodes in the previous weeks, I recommend you either hit the subscribe button or just go back one by one and pick out one that best suits your situation as you strive to become a leader or looking to enhance your leadership skills within your company, organization, or even on the family level like we discussed in the last episode. Joe, as we wrap up this series on leadership, we've covered things like integrity and resources and different things that we can do to become a better leader uh, within an organization. Finally, let's let's go back to your you know over 40 years of being a leader with one of America's largest corporations. What is another characteristic or quality one needs to have in order to become an effective leader? Well, let me give you a couple of them. I think these all tied together. I learned, uh, well, as a child, I never really learned empathy. I don't, I'm not sure why, but I think as I got older, um, into my teen years and into my twenties and stuff, I never really got empathy. In other words, if I knew somebody that got sick, I, I didn't send them a card or visit them at the hospital. But as I got into leadership and started managing people and early on, I noticed that there was, uh, there, there were always times in terms of management where you had people that were in trouble, that had problems, that had issues. And as I began to grow as a, you know, as a manager and understand the whole part of that, I learned that empathy was really a, an important ingredient that you need as a leader to get people to want to uh, work for you and to follow you and, and to just, you know, feel your way through that part of management. And, uh, and so I learned to support employees. I learned if somebody needed a day off, I gave it to them without question. I mean, I even tell people, you know, you do such a great job. If you need that time to be with your family, then go do it. If somebody died in a family, I insisted that they would take the days to be and support their family, things like that. Um, I always had my door open. I learned that an open door policy where people could come into my office and talk about issues or problems. I always felt that that was really important too. So having empathy and supporting employees 
were two of the most important things I had learned. And I saw this one time, I was at a convention, I was speaking at a convention where the, the leader of the organization was talking about somebody uh, who had been in a car accident and had died. And I remember that he broke down on stage and started to cry. And I was in the audience watching this, and it struck me as someone who really cared about the organization. And people around me said the same thing, that this is a guy that has really a feel for the people, uh, that is among them, is with them, and makes them feel good about you know who and what they are every single day. And as I watched it, I said, you know what? I can be better at what I do. I can learn to be uh, more supportive. And as I, as I went through my career, I tried to develop that as a separate talent altogether. Uh, the other thing I learned, too, is that... Well, let me back up, Joe, if you yeah, don't mind. You, yeah. say, you said you tried to develop that. That sounds like something that you had to be intentional about. People feel their way through situations like that. People either feel empathy or they do not. And I imagine maybe a lot of those characteristics are learned within their family unit and growing up. And so you mentioned that wasn't innate to you. What did you do to make that a natural feeling to feel empathy? Did you have to force yourself to be to feel that? Or what were some of the steps that you personally took? Well, the way I came about this was I was injured one time in a sport that I was playing and I was taken to the hospital. And I recognized that, you know, people came to see me and it struck me like people would go out of their way to come to a hospital to see me, made me feel good. And I thought, you know what? I don't have that capability. I never learned that in my family. My family was one that we just never really had that as part of our emotional repertoire that we had. Um, so I said to myself, you know what? I need to begin to develop this. And so what I would do is when I found out that somebody, was, somebody had been hurt or was sick, I kept the group of cards in my desk. And I would take those cards out and I would write a note and I would mail it off. Back then we didn't have email. We had, you know, we had direct mail and stuff and we'd send it to the mailbox. And it's like, which is a little more personal anyway. Right. And it was, it was way more personal than it is today. And I, I began to do that. And so it it inspired me and I got a group of cards that were, I used for uh, business. When I would go out and visit somebody, I would send them a card when I'd back and I'd say, thank you for being a good customer. And I began to learn empathy. And I, and I also read an article just recently that kind of confirmed this for me. A kid by the name of Corey Hahn that played baseball for Arizona State University, mm-hmm. a pro prospect as an 18-year-old kid in his third game at Arizona State as a freshman, broke his neck and became a quadriplegic. Mm-hmm. Arizona State kept him on the scholarship. They kept his number and his uniform hanging in the locker the entire four years that he was there. They made him a batting coach. They told him he could travel with them anytime he wanted to, and he did. And they also got him a job later on as a scout for the Arizona Diamondbacks. When I heard that story and I, I listened to what they said, it confirmed to me that empathy maybe is one of the most important things we do because they asked the people at Arizona State University, professors and the kids and everything else, and they said it makes us feel great to be a member of a, of a university that treats people like that. And we know in the longer term that they'll treat us like that. Is that something that you could teach to your team as well too? I mean, to actually, you're doing it right now by saying, today we're going to talk about empathy, and here's why. There's some, there's some value associated with that, not just on a personal level, but also with business as well. Two people want to do business with people that care about them. Right, and I do, and I do teach that, and I've done that over the years. I, t- I always tell this story. When, as, an 18, as a 21-year-old kid graduating from college, going to work for GE, GE was one of the largest corporations in the world at the time. They were, not, they were a Fortune 2 organization. And um, when I went there, as a as a 21-year-old, at that time in our, in, in our history, a secretary, there's always a secretary in the office that ran the office. She was the most important, most powerful person in the office. She was the boss's secretary. 
And she would do typing for us. Back then, we didn't have typewriters at our desks and stuff. And <laughs> so I, I remember one time taking in a letter to a, to a customer of ours and asking her to a type it for me. And she kind of gave me one of those dirty looks. And I was kind of scared and I walked out. But later, I came back in. An hour later, she said, it'll be ready in an hour. And I went in and she had typed up this beautiful letter. And I took it and I walked to my desk and I read it and I went back in and I, her name was Nancy. And I said, Nancy, I said, I can't believe what a great job you did. Look at this letter. You corrected my spelling, my typing. You even corrected my, pun, my, my, uh, my the words in the, in the letter here. It's amazing. I typed for myself in college and I never did anything quite this great. And I walked out and I sat at my desk and I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't trying to be empathetic. I wasn't trying to be supportive. It just was something I said because I was surprised by how well she did. About half an hour later, this most powerful woman in the office walks into the the room where we would sit as salespeople, and she said, Joe, she said, can I talk to you for a second? And I said, well, of course. And she said, I just want to thank you. I've been at this company for 25 years, and that was the nicest thing that anybody's ever said to me since I've been here. Mm -hmm. I was shocked. I was shocked, but I learned a lifetime lesson from that point on about how I make people feel important, because I think we all... We all want to feel important. I think we have a biological need to feel like we're important. We don't have a biological need to be important, but we need to feel like we're important to somebody. And I think she felt that way. And I could see she had a little tear in her eyes. She walked out of the room. And years later, the guys around the office, when they wanted a paper typed, they would come to me and they'd say, hey, Joe, can you take this paper in and give it to Nancy? Because <laughs> she would do it for me. And that was the interesting thing about as, as you grow into leadership, I would go around and I would make people feel like they were a really important part of our organization because they were, because they determined my success in the longer term by how they reacted, how they became leaders, the kind of jobs that they did, how hard they worked. That was what gave me my success in life. And so making people feel important, noticing that everybody has those four letters on their head, MMFI, make me feel important in any role that you have in life. Again, as a husband, as a father, as a mentor, as a leader, whatever it is, if you make people feel important, they're going to want to do business with you. They're going to want to help you grow and be better at what you do. Uh, it's really one of the great recipes, I think, uh, for success. MPFI, make people feel important. Great little nugget to put a bow on this topic. Joe, as we wrap up this series on leadership, any final thoughts? As a leader, you have a really important role to play and that that impacts your business and your people. Leadership is about the importance of your business. Uh, prepare your staff. Make sure that you have a staff that can take on any of the extraordinary events that happen every single day in business. There isn't a day that goes by that in our own lives we have problems, in our business lives we have problems, and the, the role that leaders play is making sure that we get solutions to those problems. Uh, become a great communicator. And not only be, being able to talk to your teams and, and be an effective communicator, but become a great listener. You know, great listeners uh, have a way of being more empathetic, being more uh, supportive of their employees. I've worked for people that have not listened very well. And listening is just as important a skill as being a communicator. Be positive every day. Be positive with your people. Be positive in everything you do uh, from your family life to your business life, no matter where it is. Uh, that'll help to bring your people up and assume you're going to win. People that are positive assume that in the longer term, no matter what happens, the outcome is going to be good for them uh, down the road. Uh, write down your values. I talked earlier about writing your values and sharing those values with your staff and your employees and have your employees do the same. Uh, keeping, and I can't stress more, keeping an organization going in one direction with one set of beliefs and values and goals, that's really critical to the long-term long -term success of just about anybody. And lead with integrity. Never do the wrong thing. 
Never tell a lie. Never steal anything. Never take anything. In front of your employees, make sure that every single day you're always doing the right thing and have empathy with your employees. And I guess most importantly is make your people feel important. You you run a big business. Uh, it's an important business. Their lives are on the line because you're paying them every day. Uh, make them feel like they're an important cog in that whole machinery that you're running there. And it'll serve you well, I think, for your overall success. Great stuff. Thanks, Joe. All right, that'll put the wraps on the topic of leadership, one of the many topics Joe covers in his presentations as he travels the country, sharing his experience and successful principles with organizations looking to implement their own quest for quality. Of course, here in the podcast, we are just scratching the surface of the content Joe covers in his presentations. And if you'd like to have Joe drill down on the topics of leadership, the American economy, customer service, or building healthy teams, put Joe on a plane. Bring them out to talk to your team, organization, or industry at an upcoming event, meeting, or convention. To check Joe's availability, visit www.q4qwithjoe.com. That's www.q4qwithjoe.com. Click on Request Joe, and he'll get right back with you. Join us next time as we dive into another topic that falls under the umbrella of leadership, creating a high-performance culture something Joe knows quite a bit about as former National Director of Sales for North America with the Whirlpool Organization. Thanks again for listening in. We'll catch you next time for another edition of the Quest for Quality with Joe podcast.